Hello and welcome into another episode of Podcast 63. It is Season 5, Episode 18, uh, and we are getting down to the end of the regular season. Just uh, a few games left, um, so we'll be talking about the two games this past week, which unfortunately were both losses, but they were both pretty close games for the vast majority and uh, of both of them, so there's a lot to talk about, uh, some interesting lineup changes, some players that uh, had some really impressive showings, other players that didn't see the court as much as we might have thought. Um, So lots to talk about on those two games. Uh, But before that, we will be talking about our 2023 commit, Miles Rubin. Uh, We saw him play uh, last week in the semifinal game, funny enough, against Curie again, which now that means we've seen uh, Simeon play Curie twice this season. I don't know how that ended up working out, but um, we will kind of break down what we saw. Um, it was an insane four-overtime game to, to decide who was moving on to the Chicago Public League uh, championship game. So, uh, yeah, we'll break that down. It was, it was super fun to be at, and uh, it was a unique atmosphere. So, um, Lou, what, uh, what, uh, how has your week been, and what are you looking forward to this week from our Ramblers? Yeah, be just uh, well to point out that four overtime game. It was so long that I saw Miles Rubin uh, graduate from Loyola. Um, so that's that was just how crazy it was. But yeah, no. Um, again, the Ramblers fought hard, but sadly couldn't uh, uh, finish everything off to get the W's in any of the games. But excited for some things for sure. Um, things also to look forward to. Um, and then officially, we're in like we only got six games left, so we're we weeks away from uh, heading to Brooklyn, so we're excited about that. But yeah, excited to talk about the two games, but also excited about talk about uh, Miles in the future. Yeah, we will get into that all here shortly. So stick with us, and don't forget, always remember, go Blurs. He jumps, he passes out to Hunter. Hunter shoots off the rim. It's over. It's over. We won. We won the ball game. Viola won the ball game. Oh, we won 60-58. And we are back. Um, so, yeah, we'll we'll start this off by talking about Miles. Um, first of all, uh, I know we talked about Miles a bunch on the pod, uh, especially kind of now because there's been um, some fun stuff to talk about with him, especially wins, uh, whereas our team has not fared as well. Um, but uh, the Chicago Public League uh, tournament was this past week, I think probably the past like 10 days or so. And uh, the semifinals and finals are played at the gym at UIC, which uh, we both said, man, how do we get in on that? Like, that would be so fun to have, even if we had the Elite Eight or something. Like, shoot, that would be sick to have like four games in a day or I don't know, whatever it could be. That would be so super fun. Um, but it was, it was, USC, I thought did a pretty good job. I mean, their, their gym is like good for it. It is more central to the city. So I do understand that part of it. Um, but yeah, it I, wasn't, yeah, it wasn't more of a, like, I just kind of thought, yeah, I wish like Loyola getting into it would be kind of cool also. Right. Cause I think it'd be like really interesting to see Chicago kind of high schools play at Loyola, um, mm-hmm. check out our arena for sure. But yeah, no, UIC again, centric located but i think you were saying like a pretty decent event too i have to give credit yeah 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 it was a fun atmosphere um especially especially like so the game was supposed to start at like five or five fifteen or <laughs> this something is like our that. second time with games supposed to start at five and yeah. uh they they have not started at five at all uh, new no. <laughs> this time uh i think it was closer to like five forty five or something um, uh, yeah, absolutely. Which yeah. allowed the gym to fill up some, which was kind of cool. Uh, but we do now know, like, do not have to hustle our butts off to get to a, a high school game. Uh, maybe that's just a Chicago thing. I don't know. Um, but, uh, yeah, it, they're playing. Uh, so, Simeon was playing Curie. Curie had beat them the last time when we saw them, uh, just like a few weeks back, on a buzzer beater. Uh, so, there was some, some pretty intense, uh, you know, rivalry, I guess you could say, for this year. Um, for the most part, the game was, was kind of slow, uh, to be honest. Uh, Simeon really wants to run, run and gun, whereas Curie really wanted to slow them down. Um, there is no shot clock in Illinois high school basketball. And Ugh. we were both <laughs> very 
upset by that. I, I mean, I think we'd both like knew that because we we've watched other recruits come from Illinois high school. Um, but yeah, just just very frustrating because then you, I mean they had possessions that were at least a minute, if not a minute and a half, maybe minute forty five sometimes. Um, so Simeon was having troubles with turnovers. Specifically, they were having a real trouble getting the ball to Miles. Um, Miles isn't a huge part of their offense necessarily. Like he's not. They don't design a ton of plays for him. But uh, even the the handful or seven that they did. They were having real trouble uh, with entry passes, um, getting him freed up. Uh, when he would get the ball, they'd collapse right away. And m- more often than not, Miles made the right play and passed out. A couple times, he did have two assists for two, two three-pointers uh, when he passed out from a double team, which was very, very nice. Um, but, yeah, a couple buckets in regulation. Um, didn't really have like he only had I think two turnovers for the whole game, so it's not like he was getting the ball and just like handing it right back. Um, also, only missed one shot. He was I think he was like four or five or something for the game or three or for four. So he wasn't missing shots. He just wasn't really a key part of the offense. Um, but defense, totally different story. Uh, Miles really makes that defense click. He's very I mean his brother Wes is also a, a good defender. Um, but Miles is we've as we've talked about is just a very gifted defender, and uh, the guards are able to play more aggressive because they know that they have a big behind them that might block a shot. Um, so yeah, regulation for the most part was uh, it was exciting, especially getting closer to the end and like potentially having overtime. And uh, Curie had a shot to win it at the end, and that kind of was the theme for regulation and the first three overtimes. Curie had an opportunity to uh to win the game on a last second shot and they did not do it um and then the fourth overtime i'll let you talk about the fourth overtime if you want um lou or just whatever you want about miles but the fourth overtime was something special and different so um yeah what were your takeaways and if you want to talk about the fourth overtime go ahead and talk about that yeah the game was kind of uh miles from our perspective had a very slow um offensive night for sure um he only i think had two points at the end of regulation um if i remember correctly and so again nothing i think really on him um i don't even think many missed shots or anything maybe one contested uh most of the time when he got the ball it was three guys were falling on top of him because i knew hey he's one of the biggest guys in the court we're gonna have to try to do whatever we can to not make it an easy bucket um maybe thought some of them could have been fouls but overall his defense was spectacular um again we even had the Kenwood coach sit next to us at one point, I think, in OT, and kids were just getting the ball swatted away, and it was the uh, coach was like, he's 6'10", he, it's so easy for him. And it's like it is. And, again, this mm-hmm. is high school ball, so definitely I, I take with a grain, right? It's a different level when you move up from high school to college, college to pros, like things are different. But in this, in this setting, he takes really a comfort in defense, and that was really great. Uh, but, yeah, no, I think the biggest thing was I don't know how these guys wanted to play a full game of regulation, and then with four overtime, that's, what, another half. Um, so the credit all to them uh, because I thought guys would just be tired. Um, I do think you saw some things with the last second shots. Curie had so many. Um, but uh, finally in the fourth overtime, Miles and team found a way. Um, I honestly think there was a great um, kind of run with West and Miles um, really pushing the ball. Um, but, yeah, I think the biggest highlight had to be um, a few turnovers, and no matter what, Miles hustled back down and got a big block, um, and kind of the ball got pushed out, and then you get buckets. And they ended up winning by a handful, which is a big deal because this game was very, very like two points uh, overtime. It felt uh, were only being scored, so uh, that kind of separation at the end was really special because I really thought you could, if any of the guys were like, "Yo, I'm gassed," like. Well, we had three kids cramped, I think, up during mm-hmm. the game. And it was like, these kids are just tired. And I was like, yep, I'm tired too, just watching this. So, like, yeah. I'm not putting any sweat into this. So, the fact that these guys, both Curie, again, hats off to both teams. I think, personally, a great battle. I think some of us wish it ended in the first overtime. But, uh, yeah, I think Miles and team really, really, Miles really, again, Miles even drilled two free throws, I think, at, at crucial yeah. free throws. And I was like, how is he not just, like, I would like, how's he have feeling in the legs to even want to take these, right? So, yeah, really exciting. We had great seats. 
Um, kind of a last minute thing. We didn't get any credentials or anything, so we don't have any like official stats. But I know, again, shout out to Michael O'Brien. I don't know how many times you recorded the last minute of OT, which <laughs> turned out to be like five last minutes of OT. Um, but uh, he posted some stats. So next time I think we'll get this. But again, great atmosphere. Again, Chicago packed with a lot of Chicago people. Um, we guys talked to people to the left of us that were Simeon people. Um, we were joking about some things. But, yeah, again, really great to see. Again, we weren't there at the game on Saturday, but we saw the photos. Um, kind of a close game, and then I think they took the lead, really, and then just went with it. So, yeah, I think it's nice. Um, again, we talked about this even when Porter um, was around when recruiting guys, right, and you recruit guys who win. Um, and that's a big thing. Drew has kept that, right, guys who win, go to state championships, um, right, guys who lead teams or kind of are their school's kind of leader. Jalen Quinn with all his points down in uh, Southern Illinois, um, or even Jalen Quinn on an AAU championship team, right? Like guys find ways to win, and I think that's just a recipe for success with this program. And, again, Miles is just adding some hardware. Um, that's really cool to see for sure. Yeah, a couple highlights. Um, so in the semifinal game, Miles played all 48 minutes, did not come off the court one time. And, yeah, you look tired, but compared to some of the other kids who were just absolutely gassed or cramping, like, Miles was relatively okay. Um, so I think that's a, a big thing. But um, do you have the official stats here? Uh, Mike Clark Preps posted this. He works with Michael O'Brien. Um, Miles, uh, 48 minutes, uh, 10 points on three or four shooting, uh, made all four of his free throws, seven rebounds, Two assists, two turnovers, one steal, and six blocked shots. Um, and he was a plus four while on the court. So, uh, which makes sense because he never got, came off the court, and they won by four points. So of course he was a plus four. Um, yeah, he that then that chase down block you were talking about was actually, in my opinion, the most crucial play of the whole game. Um, Interesting. Kiri, okay. Simeon had gone up, I believe, either five or six in the fourth overtime. Um, and then I think Curie either got a rebound, got a steal, something like that. Went back down. I think hit like two free throws. They were only then they were only chasing two. Simeon got the ball back, and they couldn't hold on to it in the, in the press. Uh, and so it looked like Curie was just going to have a wide open layup. Um, and Miles just made up tons of ground, ran down the court, chased down block, and then I think they got. I think actually Miles ran back down and got fouled and hit both free throws. I'm almost positive that happened, but either way. Sydney I think it took, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't like a quick wide open shot for them um, at the other end. It was like they pulled it back and then fed miles. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. that's the play miles for just reference. Miles got um, bumped and uh, kudos to Wes, his twin brother. Wes was not a, uh, was not having it um, mm-hmm. that someone wanted to bump his brother. So um, yeah, again, crazy to think that even miles right hustled like that's a great point you bring up like he hustled his ass down that other end even in like again you could have just said you did enough you blocked it but no he he went down and finished the job which was great yeah yeah so it was it was super fun like you said um he added some hardware ended up winning the whole thing in overtime then the championship game went to overtime against kenwood um and i don't have those stats i think he had something like 13 points i remember reading somewhere but i don't know how many rebounds or blocks he had in the championship um but uh yeah it was it was super fun it was a great time i can't wait to go back next year uh, whether whether or not we have commitments in that in that sort of environment or just like we have interest in some players like that that event was was tons of fun and um yeah i just love watching chicago basketball so um yeah any any more thoughts on on miles and just uh like i don't know did you do you like learn anything about him is there anything that kind of surprised you that you didn't see the last time we saw him yeah this time well just for people who may not know last time we, i saw him in person i think this might have been he got into foul trouble so they, we saw him play yeah. so many more minutes um and um i think one his conditioning is definitely probably really up there which is amazing um, just again, I, have been kind of saying this to you. It's like, I just want him to also like bulk up and be again, a big center, but he's already that lanky kind of endurance. I think he has personally. So, um, I'm excited to see what he can add, um, for sure. Because again, seeing him play all 48, I was like, Oh, this kid has 
can really stay out there, right? I think there was a player this year that Drew even mentioned that there was a question about conditioning, right? So um, especially when it comes to a big, people don't expect them to be out there as long as maybe the point guards or as long as any guard, right? So um, really exciting to potentially have that benefit uh, kind of in his bag. Yeah, I think the one thing that I was a little bit impressed with I just thought he played with more patience. Like, he really doesn't force anything, especially on offense. He does not force anything. And they're, um, you know, we've seen our bigs at times force the issue, get turnovers, stuff like that. He just, on offense specifically, plays with what is in front of him. Um, Even on, like, layups, like partially contested layups, I thought he would just be trying to dunk everything because I'm pretty sure he can. But... There were times when he just, you know, rather than just being explosive and just flying at the rim, he takes his time, you know, might, like, use his body to kind of shield a shot and go up with it. I actually, I, I'm a little bit more confident that he might be able to score the ball more in his freshman year uh, at Loyola. Just, just based on the fact that he's not a one-trick pony on offense. Like, he... It's it is everything is still around the rim. Don't get me wrong. Like it's not like he's shooting jumpers or anything. But um, mm-hmm. little like offensive rebounds where he would he stole an offensive rebound away from another player, went right back up with his left hand. I mean he is lefty, but went back up and in. Um, there was a couple. I think in a championship I saw he had an offensive putback just um, rather than bringing it down and trying to potentially getting stolen or something, just tapped it back in. Like I've just seen more and more ways that I think might actually carry over to uh a 10 play rather than he's a total project on offense so that was kind of i think the things that i took away from this last time seeing him that encouraged me yeah no absolutely yeah i think that to your point that final point's like a project i think um he's the type of guy that definitely improve on things right um but i don't think he's a guy that we need red shirting um i think there can be an impact um, I'm not expecting, again, people are going to be like, oh, is this like Cam Crutwig freshman year? I don't know. I don't think also Cam Crutwig expected his freshman year. Mm-hmm. And sadly, um, not to like say he couldn't have done it, that also kind of happened when injuries came out early in the season, right? So opportunities will come, but I think the biggest thing is I think Miles is ready to take on opportunities if given and if ready for them, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be fun to see. Where summer takes him, and you know, once he gets in the gym working at Loyola, it'll be it'll be a lot of fun to see him uh, in videos and whatnot, even before he takes any gets any playing time in Gentile. So, um, yeah, it was a blast. We had a lot of fun. Uh, we're looking forward to the next time we get to see him uh, or any of our commits play. It's just fun to see him before they get to Loyola too. So. Um, yeah, that, that's going to wrap up the miles portion. Uh, we can, we can move in here to the games. Um, we'll start with the St. Joe's game, uh, played St. Joe's at home. Uh, we have played St. Joe's in the past, so this isn't, you know, I feel like a lot of our matchups this year have been like, oh, first time ever, or first time since 1955 or, you know, whatever it might be. But, uh, we played St. Joe's, what, only like three years ago or something, four years ago, maybe. Like yeah, that. no, we've we've played them quite a bit. We played them in the uh, Thanksgiving tournament. Uh, we've played them another time as well, and then again already the earlier Palestra. in the season. Yeah, in the Palestra. Yeah, so oh, yeah, um, we did play them early in the season too. Yeah, we know. did play them early in the season. A game to forget. Um, <laughs> That's it was a thirty. It, it was I a thirty-point blowout. Um, but um, I yes, it's interesting that St. Joe's has been a team that we have, uh, in my opinion, more immediate history compared to like maybe SLU or Dayton. Um, for sure. So, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, no, absolutely. Again, um, yeah, we did have that earlier game. Uh, we lost uh, by quite a lot of numbers. Um, yeah. Uh, probably, I think I think it was thirty plus. But yeah, no, um, played them this past uh, Wednesday. Um, and yeah, again, it was uh, still again. I give credit. I think that's, this is one of the biggest things. Got to give still kudos to the student section. It was Jesuit Jam. Uh, love a good Jesuit jam. I don't know a Loyola grad who doesn't love a good Jesuit mm-hmm. jam. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, if if you find one, let me know. I'd love to talk to them, uh, regardless of a religious affiliation or not. It's kind of funny to just watch the school get into this kind of spirit, right? Um, mm. But, yeah, no, uh, Jesuit jam in the student section was just absolutely packed. A great crowd for the students. Not many fans. Um, again, this was an 8 p.m. game on a Wednesday, so – Whoever's scheduling our times, um, I'd really love to have a question for you. 
just stick with seven. Can we stop seven, with the six please. p.m. and the eight p.m.? Like, just just stick with seven. Like, Especially please. the ones that are just ESPN Plus. It's like, what are we doing here? Like, yeah, I think this one might have been like NBC Sports Chicago, but like at oh, that point, why right. is it at eight? Like, I uh, we're not competing with White Sox or Cubs. Like, we don't we don't need to. So yeah, that's a that's a crazy thing. Honestly, just a side note: the eight p.m. starts, but yeah, student section was rowdy and it was great. Um, but uh, yeah, I think uh, we all got rowdy. There's a few things, um, but we uh, we did drop it uh, seventy-one to eighty-three. But Buck, what really stood out for you, even though this game was kind of uh, again, what's what's a pro and a con of the game? I guess let's let's kind of try tie two things in that are maybe one definitely a negative and one something that was definitely positive to see. I gotta before we I I will give the pro and con here. Uh, anytime I feel like we talk about moving screens in this game, we need to like sound a buzzer or something because I'm gonna have war flashbacks. Yeah, I think I'm gonna have to t- um, look up the exact um, like Urban Dictionary maybe video of what a moving screen is. Um, yeah, I think that was a huge thing that fed this game. Multiple fans in our section alone were talking about what's a moving screen. Um, because I don't know if the refs knew what a moving screen was, but yeah, that was a little bit of bane of our existence um, and the teams, in my opinion, um, on uh, on Wednesday. Yeah, yeah. So I, I got a pro and con for you here. So I mean, I think the the easiest pro is is Braden's shooting night was just like phenomenal, yep. um, and I liked I loved how they they were trying to get him the ball too. It wasn't just like oh Braden made a couple. Okay, cool. Let's keep playing. Like. It was very obvious, especially at the end of the first half, when Braden had two fouls and uh, Drew subbed him in uh, with, I don't know, like 40 seconds left or something, drew up a play for him, and Braden hit a three five feet back from the three-point line. It was just like an absolute bomb uh, that he hit. So like it was very obvious from the get-go that it felt like a night that Braden was going to just uh, hit, some, hit a bunch of uh, threes, and he did. He did just that. Um, otherwise, pretty tough shooting night from the rest of the gang. Um, you know, I won't talk about JQ here just because he did hit his only three he took. But otherwise, uh, what, one for 13, I believe, is the number here. Uh, Bryce hit one very early on, and then no one else did uh, besides Braden, and JQ's one. So um, just, I mean, you know, I know there's going to be tough shooting nights, but the ones that are wide open are really the stingers. Um, I know Marquise had at least two of his threes that were just wide open. And it's just such a different change from earlier in the season where, man, it just felt like every three he was shooting was going in, especially the open ones. And now, like, I know he's banged up. I know that it's a long season and, um, you know, things are different, things are changing, but those open ones are just real tough. Um, so yeah, the shooting for me, it was, it was, uh, there were some real bright spots, a couple bright spots, but other than that, just really, really tough from beyond the arc. Um, yeah, I, I do want to talk about a different player unless you have a, a counterpoint there. Yeah, no, I think the thing with Braden, yeah, absolutely. Uh, just a f- scorching hot night. Like I think if we played NBA jam, he would, was on fire at least the second half, though, almost the entire second half on offense, at least, um, yeah, again, a crazy stat. I think that this is interesting. We've had these types of game when Braden is shooting it uh, off, like having going off on a game. I think you notice our sister up, and that's what it was, right? Ben had four assists. Now, granted, I don't know if they were like, oh my god, what amazing passes. I think they were just like the extra pass, right? One more pass, right? And I think Braden was just also putting himself in a great spot. Um, so yeah, we actually had a positive assist to turnover ratio. Which is crazy because we had 15 turnovers, but we were so efficient with the uh, assist that we were moving the ball. Again, I would I would credit Braden with a lot of those um, probably points from assist. Um, so yeah, again, a great night there on that part. Um, the shooting, besides that, um, I think the fact that Bright Bryce is pl- shooting more than Phil from three is concerning. Um, everyone else, I'm fine with. Do I like Wilson shooting threes? Preferably not, but most of the time he's really only shooting them when they're wide open or maybe last-minute shot clock. Um, Tom took a three, which I have don't think I've seen all year for myself. So, yeah, from a three-point shooting perspective, I just really would love uh, Bryce to not shoot more than Phil. Um, even if Phil went over two, I know I have more of a confidence in Phil making it than Bryce. Um, also, I think Bryce should try to just try to score from down low, but 
you know what? He went four of nine. Again, pretty efficient night um, for Bryce. So, yeah. But uh, you said you had a, another point here. Yeah, I you know, I, I saw a lot of takes on Twitter after the game and Rambler Mania and stuff that I was like, man, it was just Braden and nobody else. And I could not disagree with that more. Um, I thought Ben had one of his best games of the year on uh, last Wednesday. Um, we talk, You talked a little bit about his assists. Um, but 13 points, six rebounds, four assists. I uh, did have three turnovers, which, you know, is one or two too many for him, um, but was playing 33 minutes or did play 33 minutes. It just, I th- they talked about this in the post game, I think, in Drew's interview, um, just about how Ben's defense has really improved. And I, I have, I know that I have been hard on him. Uh, we both have, but I think I have in particular uh, earlier in the season. And, yeah, he's probably not playing the same, uh, you know, top-level guards that he did when we played against, like, SLU and VCU and stuff like that. But there's still really – every team in the A-10 has two, if not three, like, gifted scoring guards. And I just – I thought Ben looked a lot better um, just all around the board, uh, moving quicker, um, reading stuff quicker, um, not double – thinking himself or double checking himself whatever um not doubting himself so i just i thought that ben played an excellent game his only missed shot was a three he was five of six from the field overall uh three for four from the line which is totally acceptable um i just i really thought he his passing was excellent finding Braden, like we said um but it was Braden had an excellent excellent shooting game I thought Ben had a, an excellent all-around game. And, yeah, I think the rest of the team struggled a bit. Um, but uh, I just I wanted to get some to get that straight with Ben because I thought he played an excellent game on Wednesday. Um, yeah. Uh, go ahead. No, it's just like, again, yeah, obviously if you just look at the stats line, right, like Ben and Braden, two guys in double digits. Um, Phil, though, again, 11 rebounds. Um, not as much foul trouble, which was weird because – um, I felt like he was like not around. It was weird because I just like why, but uh, he was there again. Played 31 minutes. My only thing is like when Phil is not in foul trouble, I would be like be a little bit more aggressive on offense, but a little bit more kind of decisive, I guess. Um, again, I think Phil Balls has shown he's got something special. Um, I was I talked to you off uh, offline here, but I was watching some Andre Jackson highlights earlier today and. I don't want him to be a particular player or uh, be someone else. I want him to be him, but I start noticing that he loves being down by the block, right? He can shoot the three, so very similar. And it's like I feel like Phil is um, always trying to do that extra move, and I think uh, I think he honestly can beat a lot of these guys down low. And I think mm-hmm. it's just like, hey, collecting yourself and going up because I think he'll have the advantage – um, but sometimes I feel like we're rushing the shots. And again, three of 10 was just not something you see too often with him. Um, but again, though, the crazy thing is that he gets 11 boards, right? And this is going to segue into my whole issue with this game. And just a tough note when no one was really in foul trouble, maybe besides Ben, right? Cause he had, or not Ben. No, no one was, um, I guess Tom, right. But Tom Braden did have to come out in the first half. For like at least oh, that's right, because all his points came out in the second half. That's right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but the biggest thing for me is, like, we gave up 18 offensive rebounds. Like, mm-hmm. that's my one con for everyone. Um, I'm not saying, again, you look at the box where Braden has no rebounds. I'm not expecting Braden to get as many rebounds. Um, but when I'm not even, like, we rebounded pretty well. We only lost by eight. But we gave them, and that's the crazy thing, right? So we gave them 18 pretty much second chances. Um, mm-hmm. If you think about offensive rebounds, right? They only had 16 second chance points, which is kind of a lot. Like I would say maybe you probably want like no more than 12, uh, maybe probably keep it down to like eight to 10. Um, but the biggest thing is like time of just possession. They had the ball for so long and you can see that because they took 16 more shots. And now mm-hmm. those are those recipes, right? And it's like they took 16 more shots. They had 16 more times to bring the shot clock, even if, again, because it goes back to 20. That's 20 seconds, right? So that's over 200 seconds. Um, So, like, that's a lot of time that is just being held the ball by St. Joe's. 
And it's just, I think those are the killers, right? I think our defense was a little slack. Um, I still think Ben needs work. That's just my thing. But I think he's definitely made strides. I think Jalen needs um, also more time on defense. But I think offensively they have it. So it's like there were points in this game that were like, oh, we're almost there. And then it's so tough because, again, right, we're not saying there's holes. But, like, we're trying to cover up so many patches. And then, again, like, one rips, right? And I think Mm -hmm. this game was the offensive rebounds we gave up, right? Um, Now, again, should there have big boys, I think, was it 32 and – I forget the other guy's number, but maybe 50, I think it was, right? Should they have been in foul trouble? Absolutely. Like, it is horrendous that they neither of them were in, like, four foul or five foul territory the entire first half. But besides that, we got to get guys to get boards. Um, I think that's one of the biggest things for me. Um, and then, like, honestly, just on defense, trying to figure out or gaining that confidence that you can be a little bit aggressive even though the game before might have been foul trouble. That was the issue that I think it's like I haven't seen our guards. Like, we only had two steals, um, and they had nine steals. And it's like when you look at – and, like, the thing is you talk about great point guards. St. Joe's isn't known, in my opinion, as defensive point guards. Like, they have a solid point guard crew, but they're not like Richmond a year ago, right, with um, – oh, my God, I can't think of his name, but, like, leader in A-10 in steals, right? So yeah, I'm drawing the a fact, Yeah, the fact that they had nine steals and we only have two – I feel like they're maybe a presence Gilliard. of on ball. Sorry. Gilliard. Gilliard. Yeah, no, Jacob Gilliard. No, absolutely, right? So um, you've mentioned this, right? And we've talked about this. Like elite point guard play is key, in my opinion, the A-10. St. Joe's big men looked horrendous. I look, I've never seen two yeah. guys who were the most un, kind of – they were unorthodox. They didn't seem like they knew the position they were in, right? But they had three guards, and you can say that's, that's Greer um, – Reynolds even, right? Like, Brown for sure, right? Brown played 40 minutes. Like, they kind of command the floor a little bit, in my opinion. Um, And then when you get those many rebounds back, you're able to reset your possessions and reset and kind of collect yourselves. And, again, you when you have three guys, and that's those three, right? I mentioned them, right? Reynolds with 24, Greer with 20, and Brown with 19. Um, And it's like they, I think – are able to take the three of them and all be one cohesive thing, right? Because you look at their big guys, no real damage um, except for their moving screens, which are horrendous. But, again, finding ways to score, I think, is critical. But for us on the other end, we got to know how to when to stop. And, again, a stop is even in my – getting that defensive rebound is a stop. Like, that's a clear yeah. stop, yeah. right? That's what we call it. So giving, letting them get another chance is just, like, demoralizing, right? Watching them get all those offensive rebounds, it's like you did all that work for maybe 24 seconds, let's say 20, and then they just get the ball back. Like Again, like I said, we've definitely patched up some issues, but there are still things that we easily got to work on. Um, but again, this game, and especially we'll talk about for 100% the Richmond game, a lot of progression with some people. But I think this game showed me that it's like we're, we're, we're almost there, right? It, when things start clicking, I saw some tweets, right? It's like, when we're ready, when we're going to get it going, we're going to get it going. And I do agree. I think the core of this group can really get it going. You look at Braden, right? Like, come on, the guy was 8 of 11, and he even only played 31 minutes. He normally plays 40 minutes. Um, so, yeah, I think there's a there's a formula there that's brewing. Um, but it's, again, right now we're in that stage of trying to figure out what, what does it look like on paper, what does it look like on the court. And we're close, but I don't, I don't think this year's the year. But what I think is these next six games you got to use to figure that out. And I definitely think the Richmond game was one of those like, oh, shit, we're using that time to figure it out, and it nearly worked. Mm-hmm. It did. You know, I actually uh, it made me miss one, uh, one particular former Rambler. Um, I, I, was, I was, especially with, like, that poor inside, those, those bigs. Like, it really made me miss Crut. Um, and and if, if you also miss Crut, you can get a mini jerseys, uh, replica jersey of Cameron Crowick, who is one of the only um, alumni that have jerseys on mini jerseys. So, um, yeah, if you didn't notice uh, just last week, mini jerseys dropped the, the gray edition jerseys. Um, and I was looking at trying to buy one. And then I, now I'm like, mm, maybe I should get Cameron Crutwig. Uh, so they do have the the maroon and the white version of Cameron Crutwig's replica retro jersey. So if you want to get one of those, go on minijerseys.com. That's minijerseys with a Z. And uh, pick one up for yourself. 
Um, but uh, yeah, yeah and I, then, I did miss Cam. Yeah, <laughs> and to that true. point, that's that's funny because again, it, we're all connecting these our topics tonight, which is great. But yeah, we saw some tweets when people saw we were at the game. And they joked and said to Miles, and again, joked, I want to reference joke. I don't think the person who didn't know it was a joke listens to this, but um, they asked it, can Miles rebound? And it was just because of the St. Joe's game, right? We couldn't have someone who could lead in rebounding. And again, Miles, I think, can definitely potentially lead in that again and maybe add some muscles uh, just to fight with some people for boards. But, yeah, I think that's the ultimate thing, right? Cam in my opinion, really solidified that if you have a strong center, things can make big, big, a lot of damage can be made. Mm-hmm. But I think the A-10 really, like, I don't think St. Joe's has a strong center, but they have no. a core of guard play. And that's the thing, right? It's like you could go to even SLU. You could go to, yeah, like SLU alone, Yuri Collins, even just got nominated for top guard in the country, right? Um, so like there are teams that just like, no matter what that guard play and that moving of the ball is so critical that helps feed the big, uh, kind of the front court and back court. It's, it's a cohesive net so far in the A 10, but uh, yeah, uh, who wouldn't miss cam Crowig and who isn't excited potentially for miles ribbon to grab some boards for sure. But Mm -hmm. yeah, I think that was the Achilles heel for us again, 18 offensive rebounds. We'll kind of do it. Um, I don't know, Buck, did you have any other points for the St. Joe's game? No. I don't think so. It was just I, I was a little bummed with the end. The ending. I mean, it, it felt like we were real close, and then a um, couple of missed free throws from from Braden, which was real tough. You really don't see that. It's not on him. Well, I think so he missed other. two straight, even. Yeah, he was over um, two from the line on one trip, and that it just seemed to really suck the energy out from the fans and from the team. Uh, and, yeah, and, and again, uh, just, yeah. not a not a common thing, especially from a guy who was seven and nine from three. An eight of eleven for field goal, but again, you you can't put everything on one player, in my opinion, especially in the A ten. But yeah, no. Um, again, overall, I think you and I can both say shout out to the student section. It's mm-hmm. still like making me so happy seeing a student section as involved, um, and students filling it up on a Wednesday night at eight, especially during Jesuit Jam. Shout out the Jesuits. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, we dropped this one seventy one eighty three. Um, again big difference from the first matchup but uh still uh couldn't get the job done on a late wednesday night but uh yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah from there uh we traveled over to the east coast uh I, I think richmond's on i mean i know they're in virginia but i don't know if they're on the coast but traveled to virginia they're close actually they're close they're are they close. okay okay they traveled yeah. to virginia to take on the richmond spiders um very interesting uh, background uh, with uh, Grant Golden and Bryce Golden, um, and then the, the story about their families. Which is oh my god, the, the yeah, did you family. know about that beforehand? Or no, no? Clue. I just wanted. To, okay, no when idea. I sat there and listened, and again, for many of us, we don't really listen to the ESPN people uh, too often nowadays. But when they said that, I was like, no way. Like I, mm. my jaw dropped. I was very. So I'm trying to remember specifically, but it's okay. The mom of Bryce and Grant had yep. a, another baby before them when she was like 18, right? And yep. then they had, she gave it up, and he ended up being the assistant coach at Richmond. And they did they, but did they find out that he was hit her son? Not until he did, according to the ESPN, right, they said he did a year ago, which technically Grant was still on the team then. He did a DNA test or like 23andMe, and I guess her name came up. They didn't go into like, like, oh, hey, showed up on a doorstep or like, hey, you and I um, are the same height, Um, right? Um, So... Yeah, uh, they pretty much said that he did a, like a twenty-three and Me kind of thing, and um, that's how it came out. Which is then also just alone, just quickly, like this is just me. The fact that their names are Boyden and Golden, right? Just, I couldn't <laughs> stop like paying attention. To that I was like, I thought no, they like that's... misspoke or something. Like, yeah, I... I was like, wait, are they not just the same name? So yeah, no, he only he had just a uh, he came to Richmond, I think, a year ago in. Uh, oh my god, he only joined Richmond in June of 2022, so he actually missed Grant. So I guess... Oh, okay, okay. Oh, so he missed Grant, which is interesting. Okay, wow. But yeah, again, uh, interesting thing, but yeah, so there uh, are Bryce's, their Grant's mom, 
had, um, I believe his name is David Bowen, and they're all related. And they're all, like, seven feet tall, so kind of makes sense. But, yeah, what a what a family affair to have. And Grant Golden was in the stands, and he was cheering on his Richmond, which was, which was interesting to see for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it was a cool sort of atmosphere. I mean, it was obvious that, like, the family, you know, was – uh, I saw uh, the mom, uh, Bryce's mom was sitting right behind him on the bench. So appreciate that support from, from the mom. Um, but uh, there was some pregame stuff and like they made a big deal um, about about the return or family ties or whatever. So that was super cool. Mm-hmm. Um, as for the basketball, um, it was a good game. I mean, I think, I think that's fair to say. Like, I, I think it was a, f- a fun game, obviously, like, mm-hmm. close game. Uh, not the result we were hoping for. Uh, we lost 74 to 71, but um, definitely a lot of positives. Um, there were, like I said, just, like, competitive through and through from the beginning to the end, um, which is always a good sign. Uh, but some of the younger players, I mean, we've seen Ben play some big minutes, but uh, we were able to see Jalen Quinn play 33 minutes, which was huge, impactful minutes. Um, and uh, so it was fun to see him get going. Um, both Quinn and Schweiger, for a while in the second half, looked like they might just like lead a comeback themselves. Um, Braden was chipping in with four threes, which is like a great number from him. Um, and uh, it just it ended up that we just kind of didn't have enough from the bigs. Um, you know, some of the, the bigs are in tr- foul trouble. Phil uh, did foul out. Bryce picked up two fouls in the first, like, four minutes of the game. Although he did play a good amount in the first half. Like, I think Coach put him back in for, like, four or so minutes um, in the first half with two fouls. Um, but Tom also had four fouls, and it just couldn't find a rhythm. Um, I will say, the uh, the like, what's going on with the bigs right now, specifically Tom and Bryce, um, the foul trouble is really starting to bother me. Uh, we haven't talked too much about it. I mean, we've mentioned it here and there, especially when it le- led to huddy minutes. But um, I, it's just such a bummer because Tom was having such a great start to the year, and I just can't stop thinking about how poorly he's played recently. Um, and a lot of that has to do with foul trouble, not being able to get into rhythm. Um, I think the bigs in the A-10 are just much more physical than the bigs we've, we were facing in non-con. Um, and I just, I think the thing that's most frustrating is I know that he can do it and I know he has bulked up and he has quickened, like gotten quicker as well. So I hope that he's able to kind of turn things around here. Cause I really want to see him have a strong end to the year. Um, but, uh, yeah, enough about the bad stuff. Uh, Quinn and Schweiger, Quinn had 16, Schweiger had 17, uh, to lead the team. Uh, ben, again, very, very – I said it last time, but I think this might be his best game of the season. He did have a game earlier where, what, he made like five or six threes in a game, but that just kind of was like the scoring. This was everything. 17 points, five rebounds, four assists. Again, did have three turnovers, but played 38 minutes. Um, you know, I, I, I don't think that's a horrible number when you play 38 minutes. Uh, the horrible part is that everyone else in the starting lineup had at least two turnovers, so – Right there, you got 13 turnovers just from your starting lineup. Um, Braden played played super solid, 39 minutes, just like kind of become an old hat for him, which is really wild to, to think about and wild to say. But um, those are kind of the the main points. But yeah, please, uh, Lou, if you have like one you want to kind of dive in on or something else, just take it away. Yeah, no, I think the the biggest one for me here is like again, what an uplifting, pretty much you could say stat line, you could say just time to see our um our freshman just go off um and again yeah ben is a true freshman or or not a true freshman but a redshirt freshman so um some it's not technically a a true freshman but he is a freshman to me Uh, him and jalen or jq uh which i think i kept hearing which i didn't i don't know why i didn't think about as a cool nickname but it seems to be a a decent nickname he goes by Mm -hmm. um but yeah, again, like I'm very happy with their offensive gameplay for sure. I think um, I can't be too nitpicky and be like, oh, but they're de- like they're freshmen. Um, they're gonna have time to figure everything out. If it was a perfect, oh, offense and defense, we wouldn't be kind of in the standings we're at, right? That's just kind of the formula which would make sense. So, um, 
I think the biggest thing is just looking at their confidence to score. I think Jalen Quinn did not hesitate to put up a three um, mm-hmm. when wide open, right? Most of the time he was wide open, which is great. A lot of pa- great passing. Another game where you're in a technically a neutral assist-to-turnover ratio, which is, again, a high turnover. But we had 15 assists, which is amazing to see. Um, so I think Ben had four again. Jalen even had three himself. Um, and Bryce had three, which is interesting. But I think the ball movement was just there. Um, so I think, um, that's really something to like tip our caps to and get excited about. Um, I think honestly, it was just like, I think one of the craziest things is, and again, we could say it goes to one player or whatever. Right. But in the last six minutes and 50 seconds, um, Richmond didn't have a field goal. They went on eight, they had eight points and it was all from the free throw line. So tip the cap to Richmond. They didn't miss a free throw. But we didn't let them have a field goal, which is kind of crazy. Now, again, I don't have it in front of me. Did we foul early in the shot clock? So, really, it was just kind of a a quick foul. But we fouled every single time they had a possession for the last, like, pretty much seven minutes. So, yeah, a lot to unpack there, in my opinion. Um, Really, what that states is that um, I think this team, this Loyola team, isn't afraid to get locked down in a competitive game. Um, I just think kind of the chair kind of fell out from under them uh, when it comes to getting those stops. Again, I, I don't even mind that J- Jalen got s- kind of stuffed at the rim nearly from Tyler Burton. Tyler Burton is a freaking um, probably going to be first team, I'm thinking. I think um, he's going to be an NBA guy too, honestly. Eventually. Yeah, I think he has the, the in my opinion, the collateral just to really get it all uh, done. And so I think he has that level. So, yeah, I wasn't even mad about that. What I think are those patches I keep talking about really are just tightening up the turnovers, right? There weren't even technically that many on an individual standpoint, but still it's 3-3-3, like a lot of threes and a lot of twos, which, Mm -hmm. again, you got to bring it down. You got to rein it in because, again, these turnovers were really like just kind of slow it down, maybe take it easy, figure it out. Um, kind of plays, and it was like I think we could have we we easily could have had a win. Like let let's just be frank, right? Um, I think we could have won this game in the second half. We start off very hot. We got to just keep that push, but the the past has to be that high IQ, and I think that was something when you have two freshmen, you re- I realize we're gonna make mistakes, and that's totally fine, mm-hmm. uh, because in my opinion they got to learn. And we said this, and I said this in the previous game recap. These are the games where I want them to figure it out. I mm-hmm. want them to know, hey, I got to figure it out. Because this season's out of our hand, right? If we win every single game in Brooklyn, I will be one of the most ecstatic people in the entire universe. But that chance is very, very unlikely, right? So in a reality of watching our guys learn and get better, that's a huge lift for me, right? What I think is that no one's giving up, and this game was clearly in that, right? Phil had foul trouble, and it was kind of silly fouls. And it was like even I think Jameer Wilson had a silly foul, and I was like, what are we doing these silly fouls for, right? And it's just like, you know what? That's what kind of comes with the territory maybe. You could say I don't really know official the rule book, but in reality some of the fouls are just poor. Um, and that's just sometimes how the game goes. But to not give up in guys like – like Ben, like Jalen, like there was no give up, and it's amazing to see. I get you get really excited. You see that they're getting comfortable, even you could say right, um, because they're playing the game that they want to try to play and figure out, and that's just super exciting for me. Um, so mm-hmm. yeah, overall positive. Again, a lot of tweets we saw coming from. Can't wait for the future, right? Um, I think that's amazing. Um, I think if we if we play Richmond, say in the in the tournament, right, just in case. I think the biggest thing to watch out for is who can we put on uh, Tyler Burton? Again, he put up twenty three points, um, but again with no field goals in that second half, uh, they were uh, they were a thirty nine percent second half uh, field goal percent team. So their second half was really bad for them, but they were sixty eight in the first half. They were sixty eight percent in the first half. And I'm pretty certain a lot of those shots came. Um, yeah, they only made three threes. A lot of the sh- their field goals were inside the paint, and it just was clear they were driving. A lot of backdoor, the, 
lot of backdoors, which is something we are. That's something we don't work do pretty well on. So, yeah, I think the overall trust in this team for Rich against Richmond is got to defend, got to be able to defend early and the entire game. Yes, yeah. an amazing second half, but sometimes that second half again we got the game within one point. We were there, um, but sometimes if you can also start it early, it helps you on the long term, right? Um, so yeah, overall I'm excited. Ben and uh, Jalen, of course, we're going to be the highlight of this game. I honestly think if you let Jalen play like this potentially the rest of the way, I easily can see potentially both of them being maybe on that all freshman team. Could be, um, could be for sure. Um, just because of the impact, I know Ben will probably get his name on there. Knock on wood, um, but I think their competitiveness for sure showed out. Um, so yeah, overall a tough game. I think this was a really tough game of the week because we were right there. Uh, we beat them in the second half. Just that first half took a tremendous uh, thing hit to us, and kind of lo- we lost uh, the grasp of kind of fighting back in the first half there. But yeah, what a second half! Really excited. Just tighten up some things, add those patches, and I think we're right there on. on we're right there on, uh, again. If we're playing football because the Super Bowl was yesterday, we're right on the goal line from a lot of victories. Um, and again, a few things go our way, not even fouls or anything, just a few things change. Our record looks a lot different, right? Um, we're playing, again, teams like Richmond, Dayton, close games. And then sadly, we have games where they kind of get out of our hand, right? So it's finding that way to be that consistency. Yeah, it is. I, I like the consistency is a good point because I, I think that the lineup that finished the game, which is. Uh, if you would have told me like earlier in the season that we got Braden, Jalen Quinn, Ben Schweiger, Bryce Golden, and Jamiro Wilson on the, on the court the last four minutes, I understand Phil was in foul trouble, or well fouled out, but like that lineup is not one I would have expected is closing a game, right? And closing a game that we, like you said, very much had a chance to win. So I, I you know, I I, I hope that. There's a little bit more consistency going forward. I agree with you. I want to see more of Jalen Quinn. And I. it's unfortunate, but there is something going on with Marquise. I think the easiest answer is it's just health, right? It's overall health. Um, maybe maybe Coach saw him play a few minutes and just really didn't like what he saw, um, just in terms of explosiveness or hustle or – no, not hustle. I mean, like, quickness. Um you know, maybe something like that. And just, but Marquise only played five minutes in this game. He played twenty nine on Wednesday at St. or uh, against St. Joe's. So um, something definitely up there. Uh, I I wish. I mean, I know we don't really ask too many questions on the on the road, or there's no one to ask true questions other than the the crew, the, our own crew. But uh, I hope I hope someone is able to ask, especially if it happens another game. I hope someone's able to ask uh, why Marquise didn't play all that much um but yeah we i i loved what i saw to jalen uh i'm i'm really hopeful for his future did have like three steals as well so even though he is getting beat sometimes just based on physicality or or um toughness or something there he does take the ball away too so um those can often lead to open open layups which i I believe it did at least once on uh, a fast break opportunity um, so I, I just, I want to see more of JQ. Um, uh, unfortunately did not see much of Huddy. Uh, I think that is disappointing. I think is probably the way to put it, especially with both bigs being in foul trouble. Um, maybe the plan changed because Neil Quinn got hurt on Richmond. Um, and he's, you know, very similar size to Huddy, but I thought maybe we could have we could have seen Huddy a little bit more in this game. I had a really nice block shot actually, uh, kind of slapped it off the backboard. So love to see that. Uh, and Sheldon got some minutes in this game. I really, really, really wanted his three pointer to go down. Uh, nice kind of transition three, didn't go down. Did grab a couple rebounds, and this is just a return to a joke from much much earlier in the season that Sheldon's rebounding is 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 good. Um, <laughs> But I I actually do think he is a good rebounder for his size. So um, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see where it goes from here. I I kind of feel like the seven that played the most amount of minutes in this game. I kind of want to see more of that. Uh, t- to be quite honest. Uh, so 
Any any thoughts on like Marquise not playing or just like the rotation in general, Lou? Yeah, I think honestly, Marquise has battled with some type of leg injury, right? Again, he wasn't in warmups a few times. Um, so honestly, it's like one. Uh, there have been a few times where it was a, a scratch from himself, not feeling he's ready. Um, so yeah, I think it, it only makes sense for him to play one for himself. If, he's, if he doesn't feel he's hundred percent, then I wouldn't want anything hurt. Um, but two, like it's just like when we're getting a fast-paced game, if he can't really be a hundred, it's like okay, maybe we'll we'll we can't have you in for this game, right? Um, so yeah, I think maybe it might be a game-to-game kind of decision. Um, might also be depending on who we're playing. So yeah, that's an interesting thing for Marquise. Um, would love to see some more Huddy minutes for sure. Um, yeah, I, I think the biggest thing with the rotations for me is I let's keep let, literally let's just keep um, Jalen and Ben in. Like please just get them minutes. Like get them comfortable. Get them figuring out. Like maybe Jalen will next time he goes up against Burton um, and he's going for a layup. Something happens where he doesn't get blocked, right? Um, I think those are some just freshmen inexperience where, again, they won't get that experience until they play. Um, Phil, uh, just, just again, breathe, man. I think he he does so much. Weird that this past game he had no rebounds. I found that very weird for my game where he had 11. Um, I think they probably um, did a great job. Richmond probably blocked him out. Also, Neil Quinn uh, was big. Um, is it, just also seven feet tall. Uh, even though he only had 12 minutes. So uh, that could have been a factor. But, yeah, I think one of the biggest things is that consistency, right? Whether it be just keep a consistency in the starting lineup, keep a consistency on the plays you're running, right? Um, I think that's a thing. Um, A lot of unselfish play in the last two games, right? When you see assist totals high, I think that's called unselfish play. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think, though, when it's unselfish play, though, make sure it's the right basketball IQ play as well, right? Sometimes that extra pass might have actually just been better since you're the better shooter, right? You know what I mean? So there's just a few things there. And, again, this game for particular and some of these other A-10 games are one to two, maybe three particular moments that could easily have the game in our favor, right? We got the game down within one multiple times. So, again, things can change for sure. But, yeah, overall excited. Again, we got to look at the positive, especially with the season. Uh, sadly, with this loss, this game actually clinches us. We will have a losing uh, record in the regular season. Um, that doesn't mean we can't uh, uh, finish our season um, after the tournament with a winning record and beyond. So, um, But, yeah, I think what we should look for is get the team ready and possible for uh, for Brooklyn and for the last six games remaining. The best part about uh, when the tournament comes around, postseason comes around, is records go back to zero and zero, and you uh, just got to play four straight games. That's all it is. Many teams yeah. have won it. We won three straight last year, right? Shoot, so, I'd even I'd even settle for a winning record in, in the tournament. You know, even like win a couple games, man. That would be super super exciting. Um, but obviously, yeah, want to want to win it all if <laughs> if we're getting that far. Um. Yeah, I don't know if I have too much else. Um, I think we kind of said it. It was very encouraging from the freshmen. Uh, Braden kept kept plugging along. Um, you know, I, I think he's kind of hitting a stride here, which is very exciting. Um, and some some interesting lineup stuff, which uh, I think will be more answers. Uh, there will be more answers tomorrow, or I guess maybe when everyone's listening, it will probably be tonight on Tuesday when we uh, are traveling to UMass to take on a team that has uh, had a pretty similar um, fall uh, that, that we have. They are uh, struggling mightily in conference. They're now tied for 14th or 13th, however you want to look at it. So um, it would be fun to get our first A-10 road win. Uh, I think it's I think it's possible um, just based on what uh, what we're looking at. So, uh, yeah, any, any last thoughts, Lou, about either game, Miles, or looking ahead? Looking ahead, again, got six games, finished strong. Um, our field goal seems to not dip um, too crazy, right? We're still above, hovering that 50%. Keep it going, but find that defense consistency and lock it down. Yeah, a few more turnovers and a few more stops I think will do us some some real good. So looking forward to that this week. And, um, yeah, we got a fun – we got UMass on Tuesday, tomorrow, and then – 
Got Dayton at home on Friday, which is going to be a crazy, crazy atmosphere. Our first Friday 10 game. um, Yeah, just move the game back to a regularly scheduled time. What's with (laughs) a 6 o'clock start? Please, just move it back. (laughs) Yeah, I would. That would be much better. More time for uh, pregame um, uh, sodas, of course. Just Absolutely, sodas. sodas. Yes, sodas. Yep. Yes, definitely. Um, well, anyway, thank you all for listening, uh, and don't forget, always remember, go Blurs. <laughs>